Good evening. Uh, this is Ridge coming to you live from Chicago. Um, this is a story of, well, I guess not a story, is it? Um, it's just two guys in Chicago um, talking World Cup action um, who are absolutely massive football fans, or soccer is more commonly known. Um, my name's Ridge. I have my co-partner here. I'm Chiss. We're just out here living the dream in Chicago, watching, talking some footy. Um, Going to come with a little World Cup preview to start here. Pretty excited though. A lot of fun. Long time in the making. Yeah, absolutely. Our goal here over the next, you know, uh, next few minutes here is to kind of give you a rundown of what we expect to see over the, you know, over the World Cup. Um, obviously, it's a global phenomenon. The literally the biggest sporting event um, every four years. Uh, I live on a four-year cycle, so um, we're going to kind of run through the groups here. We're going to give you. Um, all the groups are predictions as to who's going to win each group, who's going to finish second, um, some players to watch, um, and then after that, um, we'll go for some uh, the best players in the group and important games you should see. So um, we'll start it off with, uh, I guess, Chris, anything you want to preface the whole tournament by? Um, not really. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting as an American uh, trying to watch this in Russia. We're working on central time here, so... Uh, the weekday games are going to be tough here, but I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, a lot of different teams that are really contenders at this point. So Yeah, so to give you some backstory, Chris, uh, American-born, massive Premier League fan, uh, Ridge here. I'm, I've, uh, I grew up in the UK, um, moved an American transplant since I was about nine. Um, so I've followed the Premier League. I've got a couple... Premier League favorites and English teams that you'll hear in shout-outs throughout the couple teams. Um, but let's jump into Group A. So uh, Group A, for you know, for those who don't know, is consists of Egypt, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Uruguay, um, the biting Luis Suarez. Um, TV My Rundown of what the group looks like. Uh, yeah, to, be, to be super frank, this is, I think, the most crap group in the entire, in the entire World Cup. Um, I've got Uruguay finishing first, uh, Egypt finishing second, unfortunately the home nation of Russia finishing third, uh, and Saudi Arabia finishing fourth. How about you, Jess? Um, yeah, I have to agree. It's, it's one of the worst World Cup groups I've ever seen, I think. Um, I'd, it's hard to like not think of uh, FIFA conspiracy theories with Russia as the home, home country here. But anyway, I actually have the exact same order, Uruguay, Egypt, Russia, Saudi Arabia. I toyed with Egypt and Russia. But the fact that Mo Salah is going to be healthy kind of puts them over the edge, I think. Yeah, I, I, I really, really wanted to put Russia into it, through in the group here. Um, and looking at their last bit of results, they actually made a pretty good run of it in the last World Cup. And looking at their last few results, I, I couldn't do it. I think they've lost um, well over 50% of their last, uh, last I think, 20 games played since uh, since qualifying. They just look like absolute shambles. They've got like a 39-year-old center back. It's They're not good. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear Uruguay, it's their group to lose. They're runaway favorites at this point. Yeah. I mean, and they, they even have some holes in the midfield and defensively, but like in terms of just talent against the rest of this group, it, they're Head and shoulders above the rest. Outside. Yeah, crap group. You'd look for any one of the big favorites to breeze through this one. I've got best player, obviously Mo Salah, who I, I think is like a Ballon d'Or candidate. Um, I have him as well. Yeah, um, best player, like head and shoulders above anyone else in the group. And then my player to watch, who, who you got? I mean, it's – I put Luis Suarez. I, he's also one of the best players in the World Cup. It just happens to be in the same group as Mo Salah, who's on fire. But – 
Um, I mean, the other thing with Suarez is he's as talented as they come as a forward. He's going to score some goals, but he's such a hothead, too, that you never really know what he's going to do on the pitch. So I think as someone to watch, he's going to keep things interesting from game to game. Yeah. Uh, so a player to watch, I got Edison Cavani, actually, because for Uruguay, he actually scores more goals for Uruguay than Suarez does. I have Suarez just for the sake of biting in the last World Cup. He absolutely noshed Chiellini, yeah. uh, for those who don't remember. And then, actually, I've got Mohamed Al-Salawi, uh, who scored just 16 goals in qualifying for the Saudi Arabian team. Look them to nick a, a goal here or two from uh, from a couple of the other guys in the group. Because again, I, I, I'm really not that, that interested in this group. Um, no, I won't watch much of it. Saudi Arabia is not good. Let's keep in mind. Right, um, right. Might be a, a standout player there. But um, for my one matchup to watch, I just picked Russia Saudi Arabia because it's the first match of the tournament. Host team playing. So you, I mean, you want to watch the first game, get everyone excited for the tournament. And in reality, they're. Not good club. Not yeah. Good, good teams. There's not a lot of talent, so it probably won't be good, and I'd expect Russia to win, but... Yeah. Right. They'll, yeah, they'll parade it out um, and do the whole nine yards. Uh, most exciting matchup, I, I honestly went with Russia. I went with Russia and Egypt. Um, <laughs> Russian uh, Russian fans, uh, I don't know if this is, like, nationalistic at all, but they're, they're absolutely insane. They get more bans for... You know, racism and just being absolutely obscene um, than anyone else. Um, so... I'm interested to see what happens when they go up against the Egyptian team um, with Mo Salah, who's obviously a huge name. Um, I don't, I, I don't think those are really either good teams, but I think whoever wins that will actually go into second as a group. So that's yeah, that's, that's probably the key matchup of the group. So let's move on. It's not our best group to talk about here. <laughs> um, group B. So the rundown in these teams: we got Iran, Morocco, Portugal, and Spain. So let's give the order from you here. Rich. Yeah, I've got I've got Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Iran. Um, Portugal gonna walk away, uh, gonna walk away with the group. Actually, I think Spain's gonna be in disarray given their uh, recent head coach sacking. Um, Moroccans love them. Can't see him finishing. Can't see him getting ahead of either of those two giants. And then Iran um, could be playing without shoes. So well, I promised that we didn't see each other's list beforehand, or at least I didn't see yours. But I have the same order as well in this one too. I got Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Iran. Um, I really, actually, after I put this in, I did this a couple of days ago back on Monday, I wanted to come back and put Spain ahead of Portugal because I feel like they have so much talent defensively in the midfield. Yeah, better team. Um, but then we got the news about their manager, who uh, is Real Madrid bound and will now no longer be part of the yeah, World classic. Cup. classic, one day before the World Cup dropout. So um, I still think they have the talent to get through this group, but I think that Portugal, I mean, they're coming off uh, a win of the Euros in 2016. Mm-hmm. We still got Ronaldo in good, his prime. Yeah. Um, he had a really good Champions League campaign this year. So I think that those are definitely the two favorites to get out. Either one could actually come out in first, and then Morocco... I mean, maybe they could pull off an upset against one of those two, but I, I don't see it yeah. happening. Yeah, this one's going to be pretty lopsided. It's a, a lot more talented, I think, than the last group we looked at. Uh, best player to watch, anyone disagrees, I think Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he's definitely the best player um, in the group. Has to be. Um, but then player to watch, um, I actually have the all of Spain. So I, I want to uh, pick a player. I, I, I narrowed it down to a few. I think Sergio Ramos is probably the best center back in the world right now. Um, and then Diego Costa up top, who is um, equally insane as he is talented. Um, he's obviously going to be starting up top. So Spain's been criticized over recent years for not having a true number nine, a true center forward. And Diego Costa gives them that. I think the better, the as well as he plays, will be as well as Spain as, as far as Spain goes. Um, and then I have Marco Asensio, uh, David Silva, some of these players. I think without there's a lot of big personalities in that dressing room, and I think without a head coach 
a day before the tournament. Um, you could either see them, you know, get very egotistical and, and check out, similar to France's in previous World Cups, or um, get rallied together. It just depends on kind of like what goes on in the dressing room, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I actually thought of, I mean, obviously Ronaldo was the best player in this group. I thought of a few different players to watch, and they all came from Spain uh, on the midfield, and that's really what made me think that they might come out on top in this group. Uh, the main one I went for was Isco. Um, yeah. I think he, especially for American fans and maybe fans that aren't um, really into La Liga, kind of miss Isco, but he's really, really talented mm-hmm. as a playmaker in the midfield. He's got weird knees. You ever seen that? <laughs> he, uh, he's a good-looking guy, though. Yeah, um, so I'm sure he does just fine. But he, he does really well for um, for Spain as well, and I think he'll be a, a key player for them. And then the other two I thought of were Asensio. I think he'll probably come off the bench to start. Um, but I think he could make a huge impact and end up starting uh, going into like, the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I was thinking of was David Silva. I mean, being a big Premier League fan, he was unbelievable at Man City this year. Probably one of like the three or four best players in the Premier League this season. So they also got, I mean, and then we're not even talking about David De Gea, who is a phenomenal keeper. So, I mean, Spain's really, really talented from top to bottom, but... We'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, they can kind of put it together. Yeah, you saw. Yeah, you saw Germany win the last World Cup, obviously with best goalie in the world, Manuel Neuer, and I think De Gea has probably made a push for that given Neuer's recent injury injury issues. Uh, but most exciting matchup definitely in the group stages. Probably gonna be the best, one of the best group stages games you get is Portugal Spain. Um, it's gonna set the tone for kind of which one of those guys spin out to each side of the bracket. To I, I put the same thing. I think it's probably one of the two or maybe three best matches of all of the group play. Pro- you can make an argument it's the best one, honestly. It yeah. should be a really interesting one, so I'm excited for that. All right, Group C, let's do it. Uh, we got Australia, Denmark, France, Peru. Uh, I'm just going to rattle this one off because it's pretty top-heavy. We got France, unanimous number one for uh, for, for me. Um, then Denmark finishing second. I got Australia in third and then Peru in fourth. Um, pretty simple, I think. Australia and Peru. Uh, Peru's captain's coming back from a coke suspension, so um, he's <laughs> well, playing. But I don't think it matters. Apparently, with some type of like herbal tea. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Um, yeah, Jerry's still out. Um, Maybe he had both. But. And then Australia. I wanted to put Australia through, given Millie Jedinak's, um caps that he gets for them. Uh, Aston Villa central midfielder, but I couldn't do it. Denmark's got Christian Eriksen, some really good players. Um, Kasper Dolberg, and so I put them in second, uh, right behind France. Yeah, I got the same order too. I got France, Denmark, Australia, Peru. I mean, I think um, the story of this group is that France is by far the the most talented team in here. Um, I think Denmark, Australia, and Peru actually are all going to be pretty comparable. Um, I picked Denmark mainly because of Christian Eriksen and a couple of players that have some more European experience, but... Um, it wouldn't surprise me if any of those three teams came out in second in this group. Honestly, it's a little bit closer than some of the ones we talked about, I think. Yeah. Uh, best player, I got uh, N'Golo Kante. I think he's uh, probably top five players in the world, but does not get talked about given the position he plays. I'm obsessed with him. He's he's always smiling. He's got an insanely shaped head. Um, and then my player to watch is Paul Pogba. Um, so two French players, both in central midfield. I think if those two play with Fantastic combination. Conte uh, stays back, obviously, as he does, and sweeps up everything in midfield, and Pogba has a lot to push forward. France could either be really dangerous, or Pogba can kind of check out and um, you know not be not be creative enough going forward, and they could struggle. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I actually thought about both of those two players for my best player in the group, uh, Conte and Pogba. I think that they're both going to be huge in the midfield for France. I went and picked Antoine Griezmann. 
Um, I think that he's proven himself uh, at Atletico Madrid, in the league, in the Champions League. He's going to be probably their main player going forward here, um, especially with Kylian Mbappe potentially being knocked up a little bit. Yeah, his group stage. Hopefully he'll be able to play, but I think Griezmann's huge. He's been linked with moves to Barcelona, uh, United, PSG, and it looks like he's probably going to end up going to Barcelona here in the summer. Um, and then for my player to watch, I went away from the French squad, even though there's a million of those guys, and I just picked Christian Eriksen. I think he's uh, an incredible player if you're not someone that watches Tottenham play often. He's... <laughs> He uh, he creates a ton of goals for them. He can take free kicks. He scores goals from outside the box. Um, uh, he's he's really incredible to watch going forward. So he can he can make a lot happen. I think he'll be fun to watch no matter who he's playing against. Yeah, he's got good with both feet. Uh, most excited matchup I got France versus Australia. Um, Australia. Um, I think gotta watch Jedi play in the World Cup with that beard. Yeah, Mila Jedinek will be interesting. I also um, people forget about like Tim Cahill. Um, yeah, Australia like, has a couple. Yeah, like Forty-one. Yeah, Australia. He's playing though. He's in the squad. Yeah, no, you can score um, in four straight World Cups, right? I think so. Australia have uh, some interesting players that people would remember. Um, but yeah, I think that would be good. I, I picked France versus Denmark. I just think those are the two best teams in the group. Um, yeah. I think that it'll be interesting to see if Denmark can. They're kind of a creative group of players, so maybe they can slice up France a little bit defensively, but we'll see. I don't know. I think France is definitely the best team in that group. So Yeah, pretty top-heavy. Um, heading into Group D, we've got the Argentina-Croatia-Iceland-Nigeria group. Um, this group is one of the more interesting groups. I would um, say one of the more intriguing ones, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've really gone back and forth um, with this with this group. Uh, I'm just going to come out hot with my order here. I got Croatia finishing first in the group. Argentina finishing second, um, Iceland in third, and I want that that Viking clap to get into first, but <laughs> I couldn't do it. And then Nigeria in last, despite the best kits and warm ups and Alex Wobi swag in the tournament. Um, yeah, I, well, this this group's gonna be insane. I, I really want to watch this group. I mean, there there are about a million storylines in this group. So um, obviously, so I'll go with my order first. Then I have a couple things I'd like to talk about before we get into players, but. Uh, I have Argentina, Croatia, Nigeria, Iceland. So actually totally different than yours here. Um, I think Argentina, just in terms of talent, they're the best team in the group. Uh, Croatia, probably the second most complete team and very, very put together in the midfield with Modric and Rakitic. And then Nigeria, I agree. I mean, honestly, I don't know. They might be the best kids of all time in the World Cup. Like, they're they're incredible from Nike. Um, And then Iceland were... Like the the Cinderella story of the Euros right. in 2016, they put it together. They got this tiny little beautiful fan base that I don't know if they're beautiful. traveling to Russia or not. But good looking fan base. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, hey, the Scandinavians. I, I, they're not Scandinavian actually. They're like they're a totally different thing. But um, but honestly, I mean, this group. I think every I'd watch every single match and this yeah, would be very excited absolutely. no matter who's playing. Yeah, I mean, like when I look at Croatia and Argentina, I, I don't want to I dare to make the comparison between the World Cup final, the last World Cup final between Brazil and, and Germany. I don't think it's the same caliber of teams, but I think about the way Argentina matched or the way Brazil matched up with Germany, I should say. Semifinal. Um, yeah, in the semifinal, the seven one semifinal, yeah. the thrashing of Brazil. Um, 
it it reminds me a little bit of this matchup because Croatia is very, very strong in the midfield. It can pass around, make anyone run around in circles in midfield. They've got Modric, they've got Rakitic, and they've got a very, very strong central midfield. Um, and then Argentina have very, very strong players going forward. But I'm, I'm nervous that they're going to be industrious enough. And then through qualifying, I mean, they, they were just absolutely miserable. Like, they were, they were really, really bad. So um, I, I just don't – I don't think, like, I, you know, I, Messi's messy, but – there's something wrong with this Argentina team and then put them in Russia really far away from South America. Um, I'm very skeptical and I'm English, so I absolutely hate the hand of God in Argentina. Uh, so that comes into a little bit too. Um, but then Iceland, you know, Iceland, I, I want to see do well, so I haven't finished above Nigeria, but a, a good game. Obviously the best player in the group is Lionel Messi. It'd be silly to say of otherwise. Of course, he is. Um, then the player to watch I have is Luka Modric. I think the, the way Modric and Rakitic perform equally in central midfield for Croatia will determine um, now, you know, who finish this first in this group. I, I like that pick. Now, have you heard the story of Modric and his fallout with the Croatians? No, I have not. So I was reading about this. He apparently uh, has perjured himself in Croatia. Perjured? Yes. He lied in court um, to protect someone in charge of the Croatian Federation, Football Federation or Association. The CFF. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure the abbreviation, but something along those lines. I don't follow the, the Croat Football League too well, unfortunately. Um, but I was reading about this, and now he's uh, lost most of the support of the Croatian fan base because apparently he went against, against the fans and lied and supported the corrupt head of their football organization. Honestly, that sounds like a gritty... So, <laughs> there's a lot on the table, a lot of stakes for him to uh, win them back, and I think if they got to the last 16 of the quarterfinal, they would probably do that. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a great story. <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's a central midfielder for Real Madrid, and, and it, quite frankly, like having been from Spurs, he's very industrial, Runs the socks off every single game. Got an He's a great midfielder. Brilliant touch and like the, his kind of play, as well as like you know, I, I go well far with Germany later on. Like with Tony Kroos in the middle, I think is going to be those are the kind of players that I think send you further in the World Cup. Not the you know attractive number nines or, or those wide those those wide players. Um, um, I mean, I, yeah, no, I love Modric. I love Rakitic. Um, I think that Croatia will be set up pretty well in this group, but. Uh, my player to watch I had was Gilfi Sigurdsson uh, from Iceland. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Really the, he's really the one player they have that's notable. Um, they're kind of this, this no-named team yeah, here. Yeah, Bukovic in there from Villa. Uh, well, yeah, if you're a Villa fan. He's on the ESPN um, He Was he really? Yeah. He uh, He's a good-looking dude, too. Um, a lot of good-looking people. <laughs> I, you know the type of guy I'm into, I guess, yeah. at this point. Um, anyway... So, no, Gilfie, I mean, if you watch the Premier League uh, at Swansea for years, he was such a playmaker. Um, he kind of He's kind of like a Christian Eriksen, except a little bit probably bigger, slower, less shifty, mm-hmm. but a little more clinical with his, like, dead ball and set, set pieces, piece plays. Yeah. Um, and he's just a creator, and he's going to be the, the lifeblood of that team. But there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of interesting players in this group, definitely. So I'm really excited for this one in particular. Yeah, my, my exciting matchup to watch is Croatia-Iceland. Again, just avoiding watching Argentina at all costs. I, I picked the filthy, same one. Filthy, yeah, dirty South Americans. Um, um, no, I mean, two European clubs. I think this will be a fun one. Um, they're both kind of like small, weird countries that people yeah. like to visit from the States on like European trips when they graduate from college. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Pretty good much. Yeah. So it's a good matchup. There you go. Um, all right, Group E. So Group E, we got Brazil, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. Um, yeah, I toyed back and forth here. Um, obviously, I have Brazil winning the group. Um, 
uh, they're just too complete, even though, you know, going back to what I said, the, the strong central midfield teams, I mean, no one's really going to throw a stick at them. Uh, England smacked Costa Rica in a, in a, in a friendly a couple weeks ago. Um, Switzerland or Swiss, um, very neutral, no passion for the game. And then I got Serbia finishing in second uh, right behind Brazil. So um, that, that's my top four. I came up with the same order. I actually spent a lot of time on this one as well. I think Brazil's obviously the winner in this group, but I, I really don't see them losing to any of these teams. Um, reminded me a little bit of Group D, or no, excuse me, Group C with France, where yeah. I think they're head and shoulders above, and then everyone else in there could potentially finish in second. Right. Uh, I think Costa Rica is probably the worst team in there. I have Serbia in second, Switzerland in third, but. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if Switzerland came out of that group, and I could see it happening with Costa Rica too. Mm. And then uh, best players, obviously Neymar. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got, I mean, that Brazilian squad is littered with talented players. You've also got some good players on the Swiss team: Jared uh, Shakiri, Grant Jaka. Um, got some good Serbian players as well. If, if, you know Ivanovic, um, and uh, the Costa Rican team: Brian Luis, Kaylor Navas, and goal. Um, some, some good players as well, but easily Neymar. There's some talented players in all the teams. Yeah, I have Neymar as my best player for sure. Um, I think that uh, the thing with the, the Swiss players is, as a Premier League fan, I think that guys like Xhaka and Shakiri are, are talented, but I kind of find both of them a bit overrated, honestly, watching them every day. Um, the Serbians, don't forget Luka Milivojevic, <laughs> uh, a Palace captain who actually I think could make a pretty big impact here. And then that brings me to my player to watch of this group is Alexander Mitrovic, the Serbian striker, played for Fulham last season on loan, helped him get promoted. Um, not only is he a dangerous player goal scoring, he just had a hat trick the other day in a friendly, but the dude could get sent off at any second in the match. He's <laughs> one of the biggest Absolute hot difference. He actually went to Craven Cottage a couple months ago and watched them play, and that dude was one step away from a red card all match. He's a, he's a crazy man. Yeah, a bit of a Serbian Luis Suarez, so to speak. Yeah. Um, a player to watch, we've got Luka Milivojevic, man's from Serbia. Ew, fucking murder you. Um, player to watch, Luka Milivojevic, central midfielder for the Serbian national team. Um, Curtis fan uh, chant courtesy of the Palace fans. Um, he's just class all the way. He held he, Palace's leading goal scorer this season from central midfield, central defensive midfield. Um, and he's going to be marshalling uh, through the Serbian team in the World Cup. So I'm absolutely thrilled to watch him play um, and just hope that he doesn't play too well so someone snags him from Palace. Um, and the most exciting matchup, uh, it can kind of go between a couple of these teams. I got the Serbian Swiss game because um, I want to see who wins that one. I feel like whoever wins that is going to finish second in the group. Yeah, no, I like that. I actually picked Brazil, Switzerland. Um, I just think that I'm interested. I think both those clubs have a lot of uh, very like small, shifty, creative wingers and players that can do some weird stuff out there. So I think that'll be like a really fun, uh, fast-paced match with a lot of action and probably a lot of goals. So I picked Brazil, Switzerland, but I agree. I think Switzerland, Serbia will be a big one, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Costa Rica got a win against one of these teams either. So love it. Um, okay, so then we ju- that brings us to Group F. Group here. F. Um, group of Def. Um, uh, we got Germany, Mexico, South Korea, Sweden. Um, I, t- I don't see this as a group of death. I, I, no, it's a group of F. Oh, I know, but a lot of people are saying this might be the <laughs> toughest group. 
Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of things ones. about it. Absolute I'd, ones. Wait till we get to Group G. I, I don't see that. Well, you need two. You need at least two good G, good teams. I mean, I think I think this is a tough group, but I think the Argentina group is harder. Yeah. See, honestly, if I'm if I'm in this group, so my order is I got Germany, and then I got Mexico squeaking ahead of Sweden, and then South Korea kind of floundering pretty heavy. If I'm you know, obviously Germany's a very, very strong team. Um, but if I'm looking at, you know, who's going to sneak in in second here, uh, I think it could go between Sweden and Mexico. Sweden's looking really strong without Zlatan. Um, uh, I've seen that, yeah. With, 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 you know, which is good, uh, playing a much more team-oriented football. Um, and then Mexico, Mexico, honestly, they absolutely, they run their socks off, um, cover a lot of ground. And then you just see, you know, um, a weird goal score, I feel like, pop up in every in every cup, uh, cup competition that they have. And they got a bunch of no-names waiting in the wings. So I wouldn't expect, like, goals from the traditional names, like um, Chicharito or Giovanni Dos Santos or uh, Rafi Marquez, who's playing in, like, his 14th World Cup um, at Central Defense. Um, but they, I mean, they got a good team, so I, I'm picking them, to, picking them to go in second. I got Germany, Mexico, then Sweden in third, and then South Korea in fourth. Yeah, no, um, I, my group is pretty similar here. Um so I've got Germany winning. I think they're one of the favorites. They're going to win this group, I think. I have Mexico second. Um, I actually have South Korea finishing ahead of Sweden. I think Mexico or Germany and Mexico, excuse me, are pretty far above the bottom two, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I know that Sweden have been playing well without Zlatan, but I look at their side, I don't really don't see fish. that much quality in it. Um, and I think that... Sun, little Sunny from Tottenham could be a little bit of a spark for South Korea and bag yeah, a few goals a here in the group stage. But at the end of the day, I think it's Germany and Mexico that are going to come out of this one, and I, I'd be pretty surprised to see the other two clubs. I think those. I think Mexico have really shown that they can, um, you know, make some stuff happen here. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the quarterfinal. Who, who, who's your best player? Um, so this one I struggled a long time with. Uh, I think that Germany is obviously the best best team in this group. I think you could pick a number of players from Germany. I just went with Manuel Neuer. Um, I think that it's kind of a cop out pick. Yeah, that's bushly. <laughs> but I, I really think that he's you know a top two or three keeper in the world. Hopefully he's coming in very healthy because he's been not totally fit this season. So you but picked Isco for your player to watch for the, the Spanish group and then Manuel Neuer on the... No, I picked this as best player. Different. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. Fair, 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 fair. Very different. Not player to watch. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, player to watch is someone that I think is going to be like fun and exciting. Yeah, you don't want to watch the best player. I think overall Neuer, I mean, I think he's one of the best goalies of his, or best keepers of his generation here. So when you think about it that way and he's uh, the leader of the squad, um, I think you could have went with a couple of guys, um, you know, maybe like a... Tony Cruz, Mesut Ozil, um, but I, I think that I just went with Moyer. Yeah, fair. Um, I went with best player in the group. I went with Tony Cruz again. You'll see this theme of sticking with central midfielders. Um, put, uh, and then my player to watch was Thomas Muller. Um, couldn't find the umlaut key on my on my, I think it's my option keyboard. U. Um, yeah, option U. Um, Thomas Mueller, uh, top goal scorer. He always seems to play well for Germany. He plays well for Bayern as well. But um, I, I kind of I have one of these like Miroslav Klose, Lukas Podolski vibes with him. Yeah, it like, seems to really have him with German players. Yeah, it really shows up for Germany. And like he, you know, he, he scored buckets in, in in the last World Cup. And um, expecting him to come through again. And they do have a lot of threat going forward. And I just feel like he's going to be in the middle. He plays very well positionally and what very well for Jurgen. Low, so yeah, no, I I like that. I mean, he was hugely successful at the last World Cup. I think that one thing we got to bring up here is Leroy Sané getting left with the squad. <laughs> I'm still pretty. Rattled he dreaded by that. his hair. That's why. 
<laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I watched that guy game in and game out in the Premier League this season, and he was. Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I don't like know if, how you don't think he's a, a top twenty player in Europe. Yeah, if he's. If, I mean, if he's in this group, he'd be in my like. He'd probably be up there for my. Yeah, he to might be. Yeah, because um, I'm not. I'm not really watching. Like, I think Andre he, I would have expected or, him to be a surefire starter. Um, but regardless. Uh, the player to watch I had was Herving Lonzano, the Mexican winger. Uh, plays for PFs, uh, PSV, and he is PSV. Not to be confused with PSG. Ex- yes, exactly. PSV, uh, he'll he'll likely be sold this summer, especially if he does well at the World Cup. Uh, but see. he uh, he's very exciting to watch. A very fast winger makes a lot of runs in behind defenders. Um, I think that he could be pretty fun for Mexico, and then. My most exciting matchup, Germany Mexico. I think it's pretty clear that that's going to be the best one of the group, and I think those are. I think Mexico could put up a pretty decent fight against them. I like Germany in that, but yeah, I, I, I honestly, the Mexicans come up with some unexpected stuff. They've, yeah, they play good. They play very well as a unit internationally, and then they've got a, a thirty or forty-one year old center back, which is insane. Um, so then brings us to Group G, um, which. I mean, come on. Come on, England. Three lines on the shirt. Uh, Jules remain still gleaming. Uh, they've got England, Belgium, Tunisia, Panama. Um, and I have them finishing in that exact order. I've got England number one, Belgium number two, Tunisia number three, and Panama number four with the fattest player in the tournament on that team. We're going to have to get to that in a second. But um, I have the same order, England, Belgium, Tunisia, Panama. I'm a little bit sick to my stomach now picking England to win this group. Come on, England. Um, I'm already regretting it. I think that... When you look at the squads top to bottom, I think Belgium is probably the best team in this group, but it's pretty close between those two. Mm. I think Tunisia and Panama are pretty far back. So if England or Belgium don't advance, I mean that's that's pretty yeah, it's shock. It'll be shocking. Yeah, they, they, I mean both those clubs get, or you know both those teams got to get out of their group here. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm picking Belgium to finish second purely because I feel like in that in that close game, England's looked strong on their Southgate, and and there's something I, I have against Roberto Martinez, the Belgium mas- national team manager, um, Spanish Bob as as people call him. Um, he didn't really he's never really got it in the Premier League, and I've watched him. I watched a, a couple games of his uh, live, you know, with uh, Crystal Palace against Wigan. Villa played Wigan a few times. I've seen Crystal Palace play Everton under Roberto Martinez, um, and. I, I feel like it's a very uninspired group, and this is a kind of this is the kind of team, this Belgian team, that's really, really talented. I mean, from top to bottom with De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku, uh, Mertens. I mean, uh, goes on and on. They've been talented the last couple of World Cups. I mean, they're insane. This has got to be the best one. The be- their team the is absolutely stacked, sure. and and uh, you know, I I just think they're going to need a lot. They got to put it together at this point. I feel like them as I do with the French team, and some of these teams, I just. Um, I feel like almost they, they play too well for their clubs and, and become too attached. So I haven't finishing second in the group, but they're really, really good, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, when it comes, I, mean, I don't think Panama is going to do anything in this no, group. And uh, Tunisia. Panama's got like odd stuff. I think finish lowest and or like. They're, they're one of the bottom teams. Yeah. One of the bottom two or three, I think. Yeah, for a reason. Uh, in terms of odds to win. I, I think that Tunisia, I mean, they'd be really, really happy to sneak a draw against England or Belgium, but I don't yeah. see that happening. Um, when we're talking about, you mentioned some of these players, but my best player in the group, I had, this is funny, I, I have Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I did this the other night, and I went to bed, and I my head hit the pillow, and I was like, wait a second, Kevin De Bruyne is in this group. Because I originally put in Eden Hazard. I I sometimes you don't even think about Kevin De Bruyne. He's yeah. like he's the unsung hero of everything for Man City. He's their best player probably, and yeah. he might be like the third or fourth guy you think of when you think of their team. Yeah, it's insane. He he's he's in, he's stupid with both feet. Um, again, 
makes a lot of runs out wide for like a really skilled central midfield player. Drifts out wide a lot and is able to throw in wicked crosses with either foot. Makes him really, really deadly. He's my best player in the group. Um, Dangerous again, scorer, too. Yeah, sticking to that central midfield position. Um, he is the most talented player in this group. Um, but again, it's about uh, how how you know how much freedom does he get to roam in that team. And I know in the Man City team, he, he gets a lot of freedom to go out wide. And I don't know if he's going to get that with the Belgium well, national team. I mean, um, it's funny because I mean we're talking about De Bruyne, and I think that he might be a top five player in the tournament. And I could easily see Eden, Eden Hazard winning the Golden Boot or the Golden Ball for this thing too. I mean, if he gets hot, that guy is yeah. Anyway, England, England all the way. So let's yeah. Back <laughs> Sorry, to player, well, player they got they got some fun players. Player to watch. Um, I have I have a combo. I've got player to watch here. I've got Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane. Um, I think the, Raheem Sterling is going to be the guy who makes it all tick. There's a lot of pre you know pre tournament con- controversy about um, his tattoos and like uh, you know. A bunch of talking points that aren't really worthwhile. I think he's come on leaps and bounds under Pep Guardiola at City, and I think that if if he can throw together a tournament, um, he could be uh, arguably one of the best attacking midfielders we have pulling all the strings in recent England memory. Um, something like Steven Gerrard and, and, and Frank Lampard never did because they didn't quite have the pace to go out wide. Um, and even think back, you know, Paul Gascoigne couldn't do it either. So um, I've got Sterling as my player to watch, and then just Harry Kane thrown in there because he's got to score got to score um, a handful of goals if England are going to make a run. Well, it's funny. Um, I, I feel like Harry Kane has been the face of England for a while. This is his first World Cup. He's 24. Um, yeah, 24 years old. Me. Sterling actually is 23 in his second. Um, but I, The second I, youngest squad in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and very inexperienced as well. I love it. Um, I think that Sterling could be really big and um, he'll be exciting to watch. I picked a different English player as my player to watch and this was done before some recent developments, but I still think it'll be interesting. I picked Marcus Rashford. Um, I think that he's younger than both of those guys, um, but he can make a lot of stuff happen from the wing or, or from a forward position. He can take free kicks for them. He's pacey, uh, just a natural goal scorer. So I think that Class, yeah. I, I hope that they start him. I think that he'll probably be coming off the bench, whether he's fit or not. Uh, for whatever reason, but I think that you know I'd rather see him out there than Jesse Lingard. Yeah, you clown, <laughs> he's yeah. Uh, he's he's very talented, and I mean I, I think that having. you look at if you could see England with Kane, Sterling, Deli Ali, and Marcus Rashford all on the field at the same time, all on the pitch out there. I, I, that's a very very dangerous squad. So yeah. um, I picked him, and then I think the most exciting matchup. England Belgium, I think, is probably that Absolutely. one or one of the two or three most exciting in that group as well. The group Put that stage. on your TiVo or your YouTube Red or whatever. That'll be the stream TV right. That'll be a huge one. Um, be in sport maybe. Yeah, um, but this is going sport network in the U.S. There you go. But I think that that's going to be must see TV right there when those two teams play, and hopefully that you know. It's just going to be the winner of the group, those two. Yeah, the winner of that will win the group, I reckon. Uh, brings us to the final group, Group H. Uh, we got uh, Colombia, Japan, Poland, Senegal. Um, I've got Colombia, Poland, Senegal, Japan. Um, Japanese team finishing last. Senegal, despite Sonny Obani's efforts, finishing in third. Um, I've got the Polish team with Lewandowski um, and, and some decent defenders finishing in second. Uh, I think it's a relatively weak group. Um, unimpressed by this group. It's not my favorite group, but I've got Colombia walking away with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this group either. Um, I have the exact same order. I've got Colombia, Poland, Senegal, Japan. But this one I might be the least confident in. Out of my group winners, looking at all these, I think that um, out of the ones I picked, I think Colombia are by far the weakest team. And 
I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised that they finished third or fourth in this group, and I have them winning it. What? Um, I really don't don't think that highly of them. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that. I, I mean, I, I think they I think Poland so. are probably the highest floor uh, out of this group here. Fair. Um, Fair. Sadio Mane could make Senegal tick. Japan, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they've got a couple of decent players, but. I don't really see that much from Colombia. I, I didn't think Falcao's past his prime. Um, James Rodriguez was great in the last World Cup, but really hasn't done much since then. Um, yeah, Cordrado, I, I don't really see it. I, I think that they're going to probably get out of this. And I, like I guess said, I have them winning it, but I don't feel very confident with it. Um, well, okay, so I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I've picked. If you, if you go back to my groups, I've picked pretty heavily against some of the South American teams. Um, just traditionally, I feel like unless the, the World Cup is in you know Africa or South America or in the Americas, I, I, I and when they travel to Europe or Asia, I, I t- you tend to see um, some of the South American teams not do as well. Don't really know for whatever reason. Um, gets a little hostile, but um, so I, I mean, I've got Colombia winning the group. I think they had a good team. But the best player in the group, in my opinion, is probably James Rodriguez. Um, keep an eye out for him. He absolutely came came a light in the last World Cup. I mean, he scored one of the best um, goals of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. And, and then, you know, looking at this, uh, looking at that Colombian team, they are pretty deep. Um, they got some good attacking talent. Um, then I just look at, you know, who else is is across the group. Um, not many players that I like. I mean, you're going to go to Japan, you're going to see, like, Kaisuke, Hak, uh, Kaisuke Honda, Kiyotake, um, you get Senegal, you have Sadio Mane, like I said. Um, Kagawa for Japan. Yeah, and then the, the um, Polish team, obviously, you have Lewandowski um, and, you know, some of the more traditional players they got Milik as well Milik is um, pretty good yeah but uh, but I I mean I'm not seeing that much in this group so Thomas Rodriguez is my uh, is my player to, my, my best player well so I'm I'm kind of shocked you straight away here I mean I get it I'm just looking at your players to watch as well but um I didn't pick anyone from Colombia I, I think the Thomas Rodriguez um he was one of the best players of the tournament last World Cup, so who knows? He could come alive again. I don't see much out of Falcao or Cuadrado at this point in their careers. But um, my best player was Robert Lewandowski. I think he's a just goal machine, honestly. Um, plays for one of the best clubs in the world. He's their number nine. He starts in every big match they have. He's proven on an international level as well. So I have him as the best player. And then the player to watch, who I think is the second best player in the group, is Sadio Mane. Um, just if you didn't watch him at Liverpool, absolutely electric player. He's very, very fast, um, good finisher, creates a lot of goals. So if Senegal has any chance of sneaking some points, it's going to be through him. Yeah, player to watch, I've got Falcao as the Colombian captain. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of attention on Hamas Rodriguez, and I've got Cuadrado out wide. I know in the last World Cup they played um, kind of a wing-back formation. Cuadrado had a lot of space at the kind of a right-wing-back role. Got him a transfer to Chelsea where he didn't play. Um, so I've got those two as kind of my players to watch. Again, pretty Colombian heavy, uh, but not super thrilled about this group. It could be really even, um, or it could just be. It, like, I think it's going to be a really close group from top to bottom, which will make it interesting. Yeah, um, okay. but I just think that it's in terms of the level at the top, it might be the weakest group. Yeah, I've got the Col- I've got the Colombia Poland game, um, just because I feel like. Um, the Colombian the Colombian team going forward and as well in the Polish the Polish stability and discipline um, with she- you know with Chesney and that um, should be a good matchup. But I think that'll be a really good one. I picked Colombia Senegal. Um, I think that just having I think that's got the most playmakers in that 
matchup on the pitch at the same time because yeah, I think that most explosive South, you know, South uh, Columbia obviously has playmakers and I just Sadio Mane is going to be fun He's, yeah. they're going to be going everything through him so I think it'll be really fun so those are all the groups we have uh, we're going to pick some different things here we're going to go through our winner and runner up uh, Golden Boot highest goal scorer Golden pl- uh, Ball which is the best player of the tournament and then maybe anything else we have on our minds here before we let you guys go so let's start with the golden boots. The golden boots. So the top goal scorer in the tournament. Top Who do you goal scorer. Uh, well, this is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh you know what? Actually, that might give some stuff away. Let's start yeah. with the winner. Let's start <laughs> with the winner. Right. Let's go. Um, all right, my winner. I've got three lines on the shirt. I've got England. And I'm lifting it for the first time since 1966. Um, I think they're just warm enough. They're young enough where it's hungry. Players are playing for their country as opposed to their club. They're on the cusp of their career. They got a young team. Um, you know. No, no home home country bias whatsoever involved. I do think England have a legitimate shot. Uh, shot. I feel much better coming into this World Cup than I have in the previous previous three to date. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's a homer pick. I mean, he's he's from England. He's an English fan. I I want England to win. I do not see it happening. I have them getting to the quarterfinal, um, which I think would be okay for a lot of English fans at this point. Honestly, um, I have. The French winning. I'm not super thrilled about it, but I, I think from top to bottom, they're the best squad. Uh, I think that a lot of they have a lot of the players in their prime right now. You look at Griezmann, Pogba, Conte, Mbappe, yeah, uh, Loris and Ned is very polished, a good defense. Yeah. I, I mean, they have so many options going forward. You look at some of the guys that didn't even make the squad, like Anthony Martial, Kingsley Coman, like. Right. Uh, I think that they've had a good squad for a while. They were favorites at the Euros when they hosted in 16, and they didn't pull it out. But yeah. I think they're a little bit more experienced, and I, don't, I think this is the time they, they do it now. Yeah, who you, got, who you got to beat in the final? I have them over Argentina, uh, which would be heartbreaking for those Argentinian fans again, but they lost again in the final. Uh, but I, I do feel like Lionel Messi, I mean, this is going to be his last World Cup where he's really in his prime as a 30-year-old right now, and... Um, you know, I think he could get them there. I think he's going to get them far. I like that they have other goal-scoring options as well. I think Sergio Aguero is going to have a really, really big World Cup, actually. Um, but I think that overall, I like France a little bit more than them. And then I in my quarterfinal, I mean, I, I pick a lot of favorites here. I have Brazil and Germany getting there, too. So, you know, I could see any of those teams. But I, I really feel like France is theirs to, to win and... Um, Argentina's got a lot of talent behind yeah, it. So, yeah, uh, so I, I've, I've obviously got England winning, like I said, and I've got them beating Germany in the final. So again, a 1966 repeat um, of England's previous uh, World Cup, lone World Cup victory. Um, I mean, I think obviously the German team's incredibly complete. They always compete well in the World Cup, very organized. They've had you know a long-run national coach. Um, with my England pick to get there, there's going to be some teams that they knock uh, knock out across uh, kind of along the way. I expect them to beat Brazil when they play Brazil, which will be kind of a defining game of whether or not England's going to make a deep run or, or kind of fizzle off the it, But it does depend, too, if they win their group, they can get by Belgium. Of course, of course. Of course. Um, and then my golden boot for the tournament in correlation with, with England playing the most games, getting to the finals, winning it all, I've got Ari Kane um, in... I mean, again, number nine, captain, 24 years old. Um, I saw a picture of him with David Beckham the other day when he was like a 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> That's been coming out a lot lately. Yeah, he was pretty chubby as a kid. But uh, I think he's going to pull it out. I, like, he, he just needs no room got, to shoot, and I'm, I think 
you know, I think in, in a World Cup, again, it's going to yeah. be very tense. Uh, and I think if you can give him that to those two inches, you know, that that that, that little bit of space, that he can get a shot off. He's, he's not what you would call explosive, but he can score in every way. Yeah, he's, he's a good shooter. He's very complete. Um, I think that if England are going to win, he's got to be the golden boot. Because um, I don't know if they're going to get a ton of goals elsewhere. But um, I think Germany, yeah, I agree, very complete. The one thing I worry about with them is I don't know if they have – this is something they always lack, though, so it doesn't really hurt them in the past. But so many like individual, like really, really creative players that are going to drive them, and we don't know exactly where their goals are going to come from either. Last World Cup, it was Thomas Muller, but um, are they going to start Timo, Timo Werner up top at this point? Timo Werner. He's very good. I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do formation-wise. Yeah, for um, but I think they'll, they'll do well. They always play well together. Um, the last thing so I had for my golden boot, um, was Antoine Griezmann I, with France winning it? I think that, you know, I think that some team that's going to be in the finals probably got the Golden Boot winner. He says he's the third best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that he is, but I think he's top eight probably, and I think that he's got a lot of talent around him. He's going to be Fair, set yeah, up a good, lot, and um, he's very fast. He's a good finisher. I think that he's going to be key for them. And then my Golden Ball, best player of the tournament. I'm going with Lionel Messi. I have him in the final, and I think that he's going to have a great tournament. Unfortunately, the way I see it is it won't be enough. Yeah. Um, golden ball, so best player of the tournament, I have um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I feel like, again, it's going to be his last World Cup. Well, I expect it to be his last World Cup. Um, the guy wins everything. It's hard to bet against him. Um, I don't expect Portugal to make it deep, deep run, but I think it, the way, how far they go is going to be on him. I also think he's going to be a favorite given the headlines in the media, and I don't. Th- I think if, if no other player emerges, because you know, if, if England's going to win, it's going to be a massive team victory. Um, if you know some of these other teams make a run, and I, I think it's going to be more team-oriented that they're really strong, and I expect if Portugal makes a run, it'll be you know heavily on the shoulders of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so I expect him uh, to, to get a nod for the Golden Ball, and I feel like it's a pretty easy pick playing the odds there to, to, to pick with, with Cristiano. Um, so, I mean, hey, that wraps it up in terms yeah, of Yeah, any other like major storylines you want to discuss coming in the preview here before we get going with this? No, I mean, so, I mean, obviously what we want to do is, is recap, you know, some of the top games every week, performances we see, um, so much changes. Uh, you know, I think about Iceland in the, in the Euros. Um, everyone's super cool on them. I'm looking at Japan, the bottom of my group H right now, just absolute garbage. Um, and then Iceland, you know, makes a run. Um, everyone falls in love with them. Uh, we've got a series of fixtures coming up here over the next week. Uh, World Cup kicks off tomorrow with uh, Russia playing Saudi Arabia. Um, so we'll, obviously what we plan to do here is to fill you guys in on you know storylines that we're seeing, teams we like, players we like, um, give you some some fixture recaps and, and how, how the groups are progressing, um, keep everyone up to date. Uh, but there's no major – I mean I can't think of anything that, you know, off the cuff that aside from, you know, England lifting another a future World Cup and me, you know – partying naked through the streets of Chicago. I can't imagine there's much else I need to cover. Yeah, I think we'll probably be back on Monday, maybe Tuesday. We'll see how these first eight or you know ten games go. Um, and we'll recap those, kind of go over any other major storylines that come up. I'm sure there will be a lot of drama, uh, especially with Russia hosting. We'll see how that goes, too. Yeah, there's but... definitely going to be some fan issues. You can anticipate that. Yeah, so we'll uh, be checking in with some updates. But, um, yeah. Excited. I think it's going to be great. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow with the kickoff. And um, I think 
It's France's year. Pog Pogba. Yeah, come We're on. We're going to be dabbing on him. Uh, this is Just Goes to Show, a football podcast covering the World Cup. Um, let us know if you want anything else covered. This is Ridge, and I got Chiss next to me. Signing um, off. Signing off. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it.